Why are teaching systems good for your tennis game? Find your aha moment right after this. Do the best you can with everything you got. Struggle day to day, cherish every fight you fought. Destroy your obstacles, remove the blocks. Got to stand strong, can you do it? Breakthrough, can you move on? Wherever you... Welcome back to Find Your Aha Moment. I'm your host, Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. Don't forget to sign up for my 2020 group tennis lessons for adults here in Miami. I've got two levels of play. I've got Monday night for intermediate players, and I've got Tuesday night for new players or lapse players in our novice tennis lesson series. Each class starts at 7.30 p.m. after work. All you got to do is log on to BackhandCity.com and click on the menu item, Tennis Registration, and then you'll see a drop-down menu for group tennis lessons. If you have any questions about your level of play, just shoot me an email to brian at BackhandCity.com. So today's topic, why are teaching systems good for your tennis game? And I think if you've listened to the podcast on a regular basis, especially if you listen to the episode about institutionalized tennis lessons, I think one of the basic flaws to institutionalized tennis instruction is that there is no system. It's kind of a winged ink. And the beauty of having a system is that it kind of gives you a roadmap and proper foundation to grow your game from. Imagine uh, building a house without proper foundation. Well, it could just fall down at any point if you don't have good foundation and you don't have a good system to install that foundation the house would be very vulnerable so point number one is systems provide a foundation for your tennis game and i know it seems oversimplified but i'm going to use like for instance one of the reasons you go to mcdonald's and every time i drive by there you see the drive-through line is always really long And there is a system, the way they developed the parking lot, the driveway, how they positioned the ingress and the egress from the parking lot to allow you to drive your car, wait in line, place your order, and go through there. Now, this seems overly simplified, but there are systems everywhere that you deal with in our society. And if they're broken, it causes a lot of angst. Like, for instance, if you go to the post office, And there seems to be a lot of arbitrariness to standing in line and waiting for the stamps and the guy or girl that's working behind the desk. It's caused a lot of angst for people that people don't want to even step foot in the post office because of its, what's the word I'm looking for? Anarchy. There's no real perceived system there. And I think it's one of the reasons why UPS and FedEx have thrived because they are very system driven. Number two, systems in tennis allow you to give yourself or your coach a diagnostic evaluation of where something might be breaking down, right? So if you have a system in place, you can easily pull certain segments of that piece out and say, well, that's not the issue. This is the issue right here. Let's fix and focus on this part of the system to make the correction. So an example there would be, let's say you're struggling with the slice backhand, you know, and you can decide, is it my positioning? Is it the way the point flow is operating? Is it just the contact point? 
Is it the way I'm approaching the ball? Am I not swinging at the right trajectory? If you've got all these systems already installed in your game, it can be easy for you and your coach to kind of break it down, refine it, take that piece or situation, replicate it, fix it, and nip it in the bud. And it's hard to do that if you're just kind of winging it. Uh, number three, systems are really great for adapting to different variables. A lot of times, and you're seeing this in the modern game, like Rafael Nadal is a great example. He's got a very good playing system where he can dominate on clay, but still use a similar system and do slight tweaks to it and still be really effective on hard courts and even grass courts. And he got that way because he has a system and playing style that he can modify. In fact, if you go back and listen to an interview, I think it's the second or third podcast, when I interviewed Rafael Nadal, I asked him about his return of serve system. And it was something I noticed that he was having in practice earlier that day when I did the interview, when he was working on his return game with Uncle Tony. So there is a system involved there in Rafael Nadal's game, and you can have one as well. I think the fourth benefit is the one that people are really interested in the most, is people are interested in getting better and they want to get better and continue to grow. And systems essentially allow your game to scale. They're very replicable through just repetition. And the more you refine your system, the more your game's going to grow. And I think the biggest system that's probably been changed a lot, especially on the professional level and even on the recreational level, just the science of fitness. If you just get really efficient at getting fitter, your game will just scale. Because if you can run faster and move quicker and move more efficiently, your game is going to naturally scale there as well. The other big thing that's really improved is video analysis. A lot of people go into YouTube now, and you can look at the systems and the technical issues that we couldn't see before with the swing, and now you can replicate and use that and develop a system to scale your tennis game. Well, I hope that's shed a little light on how systems are used in our society and how teaching systems can help your game. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Find Your Aha Moment. Don't forget to go onto iTunes and rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. You get notified each day of a fresh episode. Thanks for listening. This is Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. I'll talk to you tomorrow. That's when push comes show. I knew it all.